Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpa, and thank you for tuning in to the podcast with the best domain name and digital asset content in the world. Today's episode is a Domain Sherpa review titled Turn the Page, featuring Josh, Drew, and Paige Howe, who's on the show for the first time since I took over as host. And on today's show, we play the domain game featuring Storytellers.com, Grandfathers.com, and Vibration.com. Then we've got the Name Jet in a Jet segment sponsored by Name Jet. We talk about some domains coming up for auction, including NZL.com seaside.org magician.net and the raven.com the sherpas then do some deep dives on domain portfolio management the popularity of dot ai domains fractional ownership of domains and web3 domains in the future of the space we really get busy on today's episode so the audience gets their money's worth for sure so don't miss this one. And remember, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can also watch the video version at DomainSherpa.com and on our YouTube channel at DS.TV. You can also listen to the shows on Apple and Spotify and other podcast platforms as well. So make sure to hit the like button, the subscribe button, and all that good stuff where you can. We're also now integrating our shows with Muse.ai, which provides new search functionality for the shows and transcripts as well. Definitely check all that out. And big shout out to Dan.com, the number one place in the world to buy and sell your domains with a special platform made for domain investors. With that, it's now time to get into this episode of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domain. So let's go. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. J-On, a.k.a. Sherpa Winfrey, John Burgundy. Y'all know what it is. The host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is a Domain Sherpa review, where we get into the minds of successful domain investors using real examples so we can learn strategies and tactics to become more successful domain name investors ourselves. These are the experts, the OGs, the best in the biz. Got a special guest today who's actually the first time that he's on the show since I've hosted the show. So I'm excited about it, but we're going to get to that. Four segments to the Domain Sherpa review. We've got the grand opening. That's where I intro the Sherpas, see what's going on with them, talk about some related things, some unrelated things, maybe an AKA or two. Then we get into the domain game. We hear about what the Sherpas recently bought or sold. Everybody guesses on the price. We keep score, get some swag to the winner. And we got the Name Jack and the Jet segment sponsored by Name Jet. We review a list of domains coming up for auction, see what the Sherpas like and what they don't like. And last but not least, we'll close with grand closing where we discuss anything we haven't covered already. What's going on with the Sherpas, allowing them to promote, mention, talk about anything that they want to talk about that we have not already covered. So with that, let's go ahead and introduce the Sherpas over to my right. I got my boy Josh Reason, a.k.a. Bjorn Borg, a.k.a. Prince Harry, a.k.a. Harry Kane, a.k.a. Prince Harry Kane, a.k.a. Chicka Chicka Slim Shady, what's up, man? What up? So what's up? Doing good. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, I'm going out of order because I want to introduce the special guest last. So I'm going to go below me. We got my boy Andrew Rosner, aka Morpheus, aka the Dirk Diggler, Digital Assets, aka Bob Lee Swagger, the Sniper, aka Drew. Drew got what I need, aka Every Rosner has its thorn, aka Never Gonna Give Drew Up, aka Graybeard, the Domain Pirate. <laughs> What's up, dude? Who was a pirate on the Halloween show? So if you Wait, haven't seen it, check not, it out. Is he not the Dirt Diggler anymore? 
Did you get okay, rid of I it? I said Dirk Diggler did no, he, oh, oh, no, he said it. He said, he said it because yeah. he hates it. He knows I said it because he's like, <laughs> I know he's, oh, he said it. it. Don't ever get rid of it. He's a Dirk Diggler. Ever. I'm bringing it to Twitter now. Or X. I'm bringing it to X. Whenever I tag you, I'm tagging you as the Dirk Diggler, Drew. <laughs> Dirk Diggler, <laughs> digital assets. Boogie Nights, baby. What up, Drew? Uh, man, uh, yeah, all kinds of things. Uh, good, bad, and otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're, we're just... Holding it down, head down over here, trying to get things done. Uh, uh, you know, making moves. Kind of pour water while the world burns. Oof, it is. It is something. But all right, now with that though, let's go ahead and introduce our special guest. It is the one and only, ladies and gentlemen. It is Paige Howe, aka How High. Excuse me, as I kiss the sky, sing a song of sixpence, pocket full of ride. I'm going to be bumping that Method Man Red Man song all day today if you guys should do the same. <laughs> AKA same page, AKA blank page, AKA homepage, AKA turn the volume up so you could hear what we're saying, son. You got me? I know you thought I was going to say turn the page, AKA 404 page not found. But we did find you, and you're right here live on Domain Sherpa. What's up, dude? How are you? Hey, great to be, uh, great to be back on the Sherpa. Great to see the guys. JT, good to be with you. I, I consider myself having passed a, a milestone, a, uh, a a hot list. I, I got some AKA, so I, I'm in now. So that's good. That's it, man. You, you are <laughs> official. So um, I, I will say I'm very, very glad to see you back on the show. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of good time spent with Siger, uh recording this show back in the day. We were just having a reflection about how we're talking about a topic that you know we were discussing a decade ago and having the exact same conversation and somehow miraculously the domain name industry hasn't caught up to uh where Paige and I were at a decade ago but we are making strides and we will get there well you want to tell Fantastic. them what the topic is i feel like you know i mean we you no know, way we, man you got to watch you got to make it uh, you gotta watch. Oh, yeah, okay yeah, i like tuned. it teaser let's go we're not even going to give you the minute mark <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like it. And hey, Drew, Drew, it is good to be back. And and I'll go off script here. You know, it's it's been a while since you and I have talked here on the show. And for me, not always great, not always awesome. Um, you know, I had some challenges. I had some times where I was not managing my portfolio right, and that happens. And and if yes, anyone's listening sure to the show and you're heading in that direction, especially now where liquidity's dropped a little bit. You know, reach out to me if I can help, but it hasn't always been great. I've been lucky to have good friends and supporters that have stayed with me and helped me. And I just wanted to say for that gap that I've been gone, uh, I wanted to just put that out there, that it's not always great. And I had some times when it wasn't, and and I want to make sure I can have a voice for that if I can. So, what's, What's an example of not managing the portfolio correctly, if you don't mind me asking? I think for me, it was... It was being pigheaded and saying, my names are going to sell. And I went through a time where I really didn't realize the effect that huge domains had on me. You know, them coming in and buying 2 million names of exactly the type I wanted. And mm-hmm. what I didn't really realize was that I was buying lower quality names and I, and I wasn't having the velocity I used to. And I wasn't watching my numbers. So I was thinking I was still doing X, yeah, um, yeah. but I wasn't. And it took me a while once I realized that to have a, uh, you know, I think domaining could be a smarts business. It could be a logic business. It's also a capital business. 
And I was probably carrying too big of a portfolio for the capital base. And I couldn't wait for that perfect buyer to always come. Then you start selling. Then you start selling your better ones for less than they're worth. And and it can be it can be challenging. Yeah. I, I think there go ahead. Enjoy, Josh. No, I'm just saying, like, there's there's a there's a moving goalpost a lot when you're scaling a certain type of name, right? And and you're scaling the portfolio, meaning stuff that was selling five years ago might not be selling so well right now. And if you're continuing to scale the portfolio, it's very difficult to track that sell through rate and and on those names that you're buying in the present. And if you get too carried away buying those names and scaling that side of the portfolio without necessarily understanding what that sell-through rate is on those names at this current period you can you can find yourself in a hole but not until it's too late is that kind of is that kind of what you're saying oh i was fortunate that you know you still get sales you know the the plane didn't crash the plane came down and then uh and then was able to go back i'm much more clinical now i can't afford to, to to get close like horseshoes and hand grenades Oh, that name's kind of good. It's close enough. It'll probably sell. I've really yeah. had to take that out and say, yeah. clinically, is this where I want to hold my capital for the next five years to wait for a sale and be mm-hmm. more clinical? And then the second thing I had to realize is a loss is a tie. If I don't win a name because I don't want to overpay and I don't get it, I lost something. I lost, oh my gosh, that could have been my big sale. But a tie, I can walk away from. So those are probably yeah. the things I learned. So I want to drill down for a second because actually, you know, this is a really um, underappreciated point. And uh, I think it's it actually uh, brings up a few nuances. One of those nuances is the difference in the type of portfolio that you run versus what I run. And not to say one is better than the other, but 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 to highlight the difference in the business model. And I don't think, at least from what I, I, I see on Twitter, uh, for whatever that's worth, I, I don't think that, that nuance is appreciated. I think people just look at it and say, oh, domain investors, you guys buy domains and then you sell them to people that will pay more. And um, the way the actual business of it is very different, couldn't be more different. Your business depends on metrics and data and and really uh, – making sure that your sell-through rates are consistent or going up, right? But when they start going down, you're going to start asking questions very quickly. Why? Why are they going down? Is it the quality of the names? Is it the pricing? Is it the listing places I'm listing? Is it, you know, a lot of different variables? And uh, uh, the other difference, and and, and I, I, you know, welcome you if you want to drill down on what goes in, because I literally don't run uh, 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 that type of portfolio. That is not my expertise. I would fail miserably running that type of portfolio because it literally is the opposite of my skill set. My skill set applies to, you know, finding that one diamond in the rough and then understanding exactly what it's worth and then holding it till I get to that exact buyer that I know is the perfect buyer for that name. Whether I go find that buyer or that buyer comes and finds me, whatever. Um, and so it's a, it's just a totally different game. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it has nothing to do with the, the, the people that, that run a portfolio in the way that you do are, you know, the Mike Manns of the world, the huge domains of the world. Uh, and these may be at varying scales, but, but still, this is the, the type of 
portfolios and the metrics that go into it and the, 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 the management style of a portfolio like that, um, uh, very, very different business models. Um, well, and I think that's an interesting, you know, sort of nuance between, you know, like all portfolios are not created equal. Paige, how many names do you have currently? Can you give, give us some ballpark or general idea? Well, it's a it's a good question because if I t- I just did my spreadsheet work this morning, that joy of domaining, adding them, changing <laughs> name servers, the stuff we just love to do, you know. Yeah, can't and it's wait. probably about it's probably Jump about twenty one thousand names. But my core.com resale group of that is about 5,500. I probably have 4,000 names I'll drop if they don't sell in the first year. I probably have 4,000 names. I was able to do some capital light domaining, you know, with with other people's money a little bit. And so Mm. I've I've moved it to some of those things away from, um, you know, having them all, but it's, so it's about 21,000 names of various degrees. Um, and a lot of them are already marked for exit, you know? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I think that's the interesting thing. We try to tell people that a lot about how, you know, Leanne was on the show at one point, you know, Josh is a big data driven guy. You know, obviously we do a lot around the data when we're trying to determine which names and, you know, and how we're doing what we're doing and who we're going after and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, I think that is the, and I think Drew, I don't know if it was a recent tweet or whatever, but, you know, not too long ago, I was talking about how you can't really go with your gut necessarily. I mean, even if you know what you know, right? I mean, that you can do with a sort of a one-off type of situation, but you can't manage a portfolio with thousands of names just based off of sort of general instinct, right? I mean, if you like kind of to your point, you sort of had to go well, back can. to... <laughs> You can if you've got another source of income pouring money in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, right? look, if, if you're best, other, yeah. Yeah, the best way to be a domainer is to have a real job. Then you just have to break even because I do it full time. You know, I've got to pay for a lifestyle. So I've got to make enough to pay for a lifestyle and hopefully grow assets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, I mean, it's, you know, and I think that, and I appreciate you sharing. I mean, you know, having you on the show is great. I mean, look, you're one of the first guys I think I met um, in the domain space when I moved over from, you know, the web side into the name jet side. You know, I think it was LA, ICANN, you know, when I first, you know, started taking over the GM duties in Namejet. And, uh, you know, I mean, you've been in and around the space. I mean, you are as much of an OG as anybody. And, uh, you know, so, and, and with 20 plus thousand names, I mean, you know, you come from a real place of authority and I think it's pretty cool to also come on here and just say, Hey, look, like, you know, it's not always great, you know, and it's like, and sometimes you've got to reset and adjust and, you know, those kinds of things. I think that's important. I also appreciate you saying it to, Hey, if anybody's struggling out there, hit me up, let me give you some guidance, you know, that kind of thing. Cause you know, it's so much of the mission of what we do here on Sherpa, which is really just trying to you know, help people along in their journey and ultimately grow the pie. So I appreciate all that, man. And uh, so good stuff. Good stuff. Well, well, let's get into some more stuff. Let's continue. The, let's continue doing what we do. Let's get into the domain game a little bit. Let's like let's gamify this thing. And then I want to get you guys once we do the domain game, we'll do name Jake and a jet. And when we get to the grand closing, we're going to talk about that topic that you guys were teasing in the in the in the early in the intro. So, um, Josh, what you got, dog? What you got? You got a buy or a sell? What's up? Uh, it's been a little bit better the last uh, couple of weeks for me. So I got some sales, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a buy. Um, <laughs> it's like, a, what a head fake, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah. Oh, I got mad sales, man. Look, he's like, see my, I got rollies on both wrists. He's like, but I'm going to tell you about <laughs> yeah. a buy. I'm going to tell you about a, a closeout. That yeah, I picked yeah, up. Yeah. No, um, I actually, 
on another topic. <laughs> Drew will be so happy. I bought some dot AIs yesterday, but we won't talk about those. Oh, uh, <laughs> we um in the expired auction. Yeah, yeah, I bought a couple. I feel I feel like I I feel like I got pretty good deals on those, to be honest. Hey, well, you know, I, I, I well everyone else, in my opinion, Listen, overpaid for all the shitty ones. If you're buying anything except the premium.com, you, there's no such thing as a good deal until it sells. <laughs> That's right. But I will say this, you know, big shout out to Dynadot. You know, I mean, I think what they're doing with that expiring.ai auction is great business for them. Um, you know, and, and, and it's piggybacking yeah. off of their acquisition. And I think they stole that park. That's park park. I think that I was, mean, a, I mean, I'm literally looking at that was, a, that was a hell of like, a business move. That was a hell of a business move. Yeah, I, I, I know. A big shout out to Dynadot. You know, the acquisition yeah, hats off to I, Todd. Todd came, you know, Todd, like Todd just came back and was like, let's go ready to play, ready to play ball. <laughs> yeah. I kind of don't shout. like it because, you know, I'm still trying to be a little eventful, you know, before it was so hard to download the list. You had to look, go through every page, you know, sort by highest number of bids, estimate value, boom, 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 boom. So I kind of like the old inefficient way, but that's me, you know? We love inefficiencies as, as, yeah. as, as opportunistic domain as page. That's in, inefficiency is the name of the game in this business. hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, yeah. but I do think it's pretty cool what they're doing, and uh, you know AI names. We've talked about this now for several shows in a row. You know they are currently the Bella the Ball, and uh, you know it's uh, you know they're doing some. Josh, things. just for the record, my opinion on AI names has not changed whatsoever. In fact, with every passing day, I feel stronger about my position. I agree with you as well. Remember, I agree with uh, you. They, they, but but keep in mind that I haven't called the top yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, until I called Drew calls the top. The top. I it's called the top to on I.O., right? I called the top on I.O. Uh, I called the top on XYZ, but uh, we're still in the froth with AI. All I'm saying is at the entry prices that I'm seeing, although it seemed like the auctions yesterday went much lower than, yeah, yeah, um, that's than they were going for. And so that is an indication to me that yeah, yeah. maybe, you know, we're beyond the froth. AI is dead, guys. You no, it's it not dead. It, it, it's <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely not dead. The only things that are uh, going to be exciting and happening in the world of tech over the next, you know, outside of maybe in the health fields is all going to be related to AI. But that being said, you know, it might be a year from now, might be two years from now, might be three years from now. At some point in the very near future, every single company on earth, if they are to persist as an organization, it's going to be an AI company in one way, shape, or another. And so at that point, or shortly there before, uh, being .ai just becomes redundant. Just like, again, I, you know, to use the example of Google. It's like, you know, in 1997, if Google owned search.com, that would be an advantage. In 2023... Owning search.com is a fart in the wind. It does, it's irrelevant. It's redundant. Every person on the planet who's ever had access to the internet knows that Google is in the business of search, among other things. But that's, you know, that's the bread and butter. And so uh, I just think that we will reach that point, like every other trend, where uh, this will just become redundant. I think that it's different than an IO or an XYZ in that it's not necessarily just competing for second place. It still is. 
but there is a nuance to it that is different than like, oh, this is just a cheaper version than the dot com. It, it, it is more expletive, but uh, it's going to run up into the same conundrum, in my opinion. Uh, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, I think it's, you know, first of all, what we're seeing in AI, it's really wild to me because this isn't just some phase, right? This isn't like, oh, you know, um, it's going to be transformative. AI is not just a phase. Correct. That's what I mean. Uh, yep. And uh, uh, you Although know, what is a phase, what is a phase, in my humble opinion, if my humble, opinion is ever humble, humble, always humble, humble uh, is the amount of company creation, product creation in the AI space. And ultimately, uh, so so two factors that, yeah, that are I, leading to, yep. hold on, two factors that are leading to the abundance of money flowing into .ai domains today, okay, from end users, are the amount of company and product creation in the AI space, okay? What you're going to see in the next 12, 18 months is that 1%, maybe less than 1% of those companies and products will actually be able to generate positive revenue. And so, uh, and that being, that that is simply because of the, the pace of development, the pace of uh, uh, growth in the space. And so just look at the announcements from OpenAI AI yesterday. And the the stuff that you could do today versus yesterday on, on ChatGPT literally made 90% of the businesses that have launched over the last six months in the AI space obsolete already. They literally don't matter because now they're just a feature on OpenAI. Mm. And the ones that aren't are now going to be a feature on Grok. Or they're going to be a feature on Llama, or they're going to be a feature on one of the other competitors that's emerging that are even more targeted just for health, or just for auto, or just for uh, uh, comparative shopping, or just for assistance. Or you know, all of these things are going to have one or two clear winners, depending on the size of the segment, and then everything else, every single fucking great idea that you can come up with. And launch right now on your own independent .ai domain name as a business or a product or a subdivision or whatever the fuck it might be. Every single one of those things is going to be a feature of one of these larger models. And that's going to happen in six months, 12 months, 18 months. Not much longer than that. If you look at the pace of development, it is just, it's absurd. And so every company, if you make donuts, you're going to have some optimization AI that's built in. You're going to have some other AI that's doing your customer, you know, experience it, you know, whatever. It's going to be integrated to the manufacturing, the customer service, the sales, the efficiency, the administration, every aspect of every business. And then this stuff just becomes redundant. And it's very difficult to make money from any of these because how many AI subscriptions is one person going to have? I'm going to have maybe two or three. And then all these other things are just going to be a function or feature of those. That's my opinion. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think that, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, right? Because you do see what ChatGPT's most recent release and Grok and all that. And, you know, major players are stepping in and just owning, you know, huge swaths of call it the space, right? Pretty quickly. But I also think because of how sort of transformative this is going to be, and there still will be things we're not anticipating, it's easy to say, hey, we've already got the top two. That's it. They're going to swallow up everything else. It's just going to all happen very quickly. In some ways, it's going to create kind of these very quick cycles around 
Now, mm-hmm. what are the next sort of subset feature things that are, you know, we're not exactly maybe in the same sort of bucket, but what are the offshoots and the other things that are all going to be complementary and related? Yeah. And I think well, you, you, you hit on it. We with saw your- this with SaaS. We saw this with, you know, yeah. SaaS offers a service already. Like it was like, you know, big SaaS companies launched and then it was like, oh my God, how cool is that? Create a little product, charge people five bucks a month, 12 bucks a month, you know, get thousands of customers. And then, you know, there's these very clear metrics by which companies buy these things. Less than 1% of those companies ever made money, right? Profit. Uh, And then they just got sold to one of the larger businesses and became a feature of the larger software set. And so, um, you know, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a, an explosion of, of innovation and then an implosion of, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, when when everything gets sucked up into, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 well, it's almost like it's you can almost equate it to what's happening in China with the ghost cities, right? They're going to prop up those enormous cities and then they're going to break them all down, and there's going to be two big buildings left when it's all standing. Yeah, you know, done. And uh, but no, I mean, I, but I think that when we see that was these a cycles terrible analogy. That was just like the worst analogy I've ever heard. I thought, you know, okay. Hey, can, can Josh <laughs> and I talk? Can Josh and I talk for a second, just one on one? Yeah. So, Josh, you and I exist in the real domain world. And, uh, Drew, you are right. You are the predictor. You are the AKA. This is the way it's going to be. But we rarely get liquidity in the domain space, right, Josh? We rarely get such a clear thing that people want to buy. And when people want to buy stuff, I want to sell it to them. So because (laughs) I wholesale on Domain Outlet with my newsletter, they want AIs. I'm going to use my skills to buy them. And I'm going to sell them below market to people who didn't want to look for them. Josh, you got to see some of that opportunity, right? This is what people want is .ai's, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I talked about it briefly on 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 Sherpa in previous episodes. I've I've sold I think not close to a hundred thousand dollars in .ai at wholesale this year at wholesale um, with pretty good margin, um, and. That's why I like AI. In my opinion, people want to overpay for it right now. And, you know, it's like I picked up yesterday. I picked up Gigantic.ai and Aster.ai, and I almost um, bid on the Gigantic. I really liked the Gigantic. I saw that one. Sure. It was like I'm it was super sure. cheap. I could double like my money. I could, I could double double my money on that tomorrow um, for sure. Uh, but I'm not going to just yet. Hold for a little bit. So can I just make one quick comment? Um, because I want to hear the other side. I want to hear the, the you know the, the counter argument. Um, my concern, and I hear what you're saying, Paige, and I 100% agree with it. And you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I was doing that game. I was using my skills to buy names, and I was selling them at wholesale. I was using the newsletter. I was using my relationships, and I was flipping names. I was selling them through uh, you know this bald headed clown on Namejet. And, um, you know, uh, <laughs> nah, and, nah, uh, nah, 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 not cool. Not like, cool. Right. JT. Like he, he acts like, he acts like any of this is actually going to make it into the final cut of the show. You know what I'm <laughs> no, it didn't look like he was paying attention. I wanted to see if he was paying attention. Anyway. So dude, uh, I am. I'm sitting here on indeed so, though, trying to see what else is but, good. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like okay. Distracting. okay. So the, uh, the, the issue, my concern with that approach in a uh, in a market like this, and is it seems like you agree that that day will come, right? And 
you got to say, all right, I think that day comes in one year. Uh, that day comes in two years. You got to decide. You got to you got to make a decision to to run a responsible portfolio. You got to say this is. I believe that this trend has a expiration date of one year, two years, two and a half years, one and a half, whatever it is. You decide. Hopefully, it's an educated assessment. Okay, and then you have to say, all right, right now we are at you know, wow, we are running. We're at peak sell through. Okay. What's that sell through rate? Are you selling, you know, 10% of your portfolio uh, 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 a month if you extrapolate it out? I mean, this whole trend has only, you know, been around maybe a year, but like, what is your sell through rate? And can you maintain that sell through rate for the next, whatever that period of time is that you've assessed is, is the expiration date. And then when it comes time, if your sell-through rate is 10% a year, which would be very good, generally speaking, like I don't think it's unimaginable because AI specifically is so hot. So if you're buying decent names, you know, your your sell-through rate is going to be higher than the just general, let's say 2% is sort of the accepted average sell-through rate for a large portfolio. Um, if you uh, are, let's say, achieving 10%, Okay, you're achieving 15%. Uh, you know, these are extraordinary numbers. And if you're doing that and you do it for three years, you're now at, let's say, 45%, which again is, is I would tell you, extraordinary. Please tell me if I'm wrong. And then uh, you're still left with 55% of your portfolio, right? And so, depending on what you paid, these things have very high renewal costs. Okay, uh, you're talking about 55% of your portfolio is left. That means if you sold each of those names at 2x what you paid, ignoring renewals, you broke even. Okay, So if you sold 45% of your portfolio, ignoring renewals over a three-year period of time, you break even. You actually lose 5%, but let's call it break even. If you add in the fact that you've got $100 plus $75 to $150 renewal prices, uh, you lost a lot of money and uh, unless you sold for a significant margin. And so if you're not getting, I, you know, I would say you got a two year window here and it might be shorter than that, but, but I would say conservatively you have a two year window. Um, and I would say it probably is shorter than that, but let's just say it's two years. You need to be selling Basically, at least five, at an absolute minimum, 5x what you paid to make this exercise make sense. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just take initial uh, reactions to that real quick. I mean, for me, I only buy names that I'm looking to sell at retail anyway. I'm not trying to sell them at wholesale. Uh, that's not the point. And the only reason why... Uh, I- I- irrelevant though, right? Because right, right. The- I'm just saying in my... Well, it is. It is relevant because if you're looking to... It's only relevant to the price you're selling at. But, right, but yeah, again, right. exactly. lower price, you need to sell more names, right? So so it's just a matter of adjusting the map, yeah. but but the map is the same. Yeah, well, in my, in my, in my case, it means that I'm comfortable holding these domains as well. Um, so I only sold domains, the, these .ai names at wholesale because... I feel like I've been offered what well, it's way over 10 X my acquisition cost at a wholesale price. And <clears throat> it just makes sense for me to sell them. It's not that I wanted to, wanted to sell these at wholesale. It's just that they're the kind of that curve went so hot that I was like, okay, like 
you can you can have it for this because <laughs> quite simply I, I'm I'm getting the return that I want on my money for that specific part of the investment. So that's that's in my case. Page might be a little bit different, but for me, it's it's just it's opportunistic, and that's that's it's nothing more than that in terms of. In terms of the the holding costs of the domains, I mean, how how many .ai domains do I have? Maybe like twenty. I don't know, not that many. Um, so in the the amount of money that I've already made on them, if they all get dropped and I don't, you know, recoup any of my investment on them, I'm still well, 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 well in the profit. So, you know, you just got to ma- you got to manage the portfolio accordingly. It's like p- what Paige talked about in the beginning. It's like don't don't get too far ahead of yourself because if you do. It's like what you talk about. You could run into some trouble. You could be left with, mm-hmm. you know, more than you more than, more than you can chew. And uh, I think that that's an important point. Yeah, I'll jump in. So I've probably changed how I do it, Drew. I look now as opposed to like baseball, where you hit home runs, strikeout, 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 home run. This is more, especially I've become a fan of world football. More like soccer. I'm buying, I'm selling at wholesale, so that the names I'm left with. I have no investment in. I'm all house money. And then I can be there and let random selection take off some of my better names right before everyone else sees that the trend is dying. So it's more of a it's more of a build myself up to the point that I can marry some AIs. You know what I mean? But until mm-hmm. then, it is high turnover. I, my sell-through rate is going to be 100%. You know what I mean? I think the 2% number is dead. I don't buy a domain name unless there's a 25% chance I'm going to sell it at wholesale and a 100% chance I'm going to sell it at retail, just depending on price. You know other other I mean? way around. Other way around. 100% wholesale, 2% or whatever you said it. 100% Please. of retail. If it, Just depending on price. I should not buy a name unless I think I price it at $49 in one year at Afternick, it should sell. Okay. If not, I should not buy that name. So okay. it's just so. But in terms of the AI, the second thing is there's going to be a false scarcity in AI because of the two year registration term. So you're going to have unrealistic sellers holding on to inventory with not a lot of new names coming from drops. You know what I mean? So I think I'm going to be selling underneath that, you know, the bid and ask. I want to be mm-hmm, selling mm-hmm. under the ask because there's so many people holding them. And then six months before that sec- that two-year renewal comes, yeah, you're going to see a bunch of stuff on the market. That's my prediction, if I can predict. So, Yeah, makes sense. So Makes sense. You want me to go? You want? Should we go back to the man that? Yeah, go. <laughs> Give it to us. Give it to yeah. us, baby. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't. I didn't mean to jeer. No, so no. I, I, honestly, no, this, this, is, this is this really is like... what we need to do more of. Is is this is the key? This is the whole point of domain Sherpa. These are the conversations that actually add value. Uh, the audience has spoken. This is what everybody wants to hear. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, this is day, why we like- bring the experts on is to talk about how to run a portfolio. What are the pitfalls to watch out for? How to think about sell through, how to price names. I mean, what Paige just said, which is probably going to go unnoticed by 99.9% of the people is so important. Like selling below the asset. There's a market pricing that people are assigning to these names. And if you can come in below that and you understand this very interesting dynamic that actually I hadn't even thought about, which is that these are two-year renewals. And that creates a that creates this natural window 
that that even if the trend changes, even if there's you won't get the supply pressure necessarily that you would otherwise. And so, anyways, there's a whole bunch of nuance there that is very uh, uh, important, and and it gets flushed out in these types of conversations. Yeah, and I mean, and that's actually what I was going to say too. It's like, look, the domain game, the name jet list, like you know, those are just ways to facilitate broader discussions to really try to help drive you know the audience so they understand what they're doing out there, right? Because even you know, this goes back to what we said at the beginning. You know, Paige being really open about some of the struggles with managing his own portfolio can show you that somebody who's been doing this for 20 years, you know, can struggle. Then, you know, somebody who's just stepping into the space is going to have challenges unless they're just, you know, funded and, you know, or like we said, doing it as a hobby and, you know, and, and the money doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah. So, no, I think all that makes sense. I think it's an interesting way to hear you guys talk about the differences. I guess my point before what I was trying to say drew when before you insulted me and made me feel really good about myself was that um i think to you're going to have this cycles where there's going to be activity activity begets you know trading buying selling and those kinds of so even though you might not have clear winners clear losers it's like you know it's like a crypto ico boom right i mean you know ethereum and other things were the, the 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 stalwarts that remained after the dust settled when a lot of things failed but it created all sorts of activity in the meantime which was very good for the folks that were in in in, in the mix so anyway so that's all i'm saying and now we can move on but this is good stuff it's good stuff so when'd you buy john yeah. <laughs> i talked to my therapist about um all right let's go let's keep it moving josh you got a name uh, for the domain uh, game yeah, sure. Let's go. Uh, I bought storytellers.com. Ooh, okay. Oh, nice. Nice one. I like that. All that talk about AI, and here you come bringing it.com. Storytellers.com. Love it, though. It's All right. Content, content creation. Paige, Paige, you know, uh, uh, you know how uh, we're doing it these days, right? Yeah, there you go. Look at you. Storytellers. Right. Storytellers.com. Hey, this is a buy? It's a buy. Storytellers.com. All right. See how much I paid. As it's a buy, that's definitely going to, you know, so. Oh, right. I love it. I love it. All right. Y'all ready? Three, two, one. Let's flip. Let's see what we got. Oh, JT. All right, we got wow, paid four thousand eight hundred sixty-three dollars. I'm at seven thousand four hundred ninety-five, and Drew is at seven thousand five hundred ninety-five. That's crazy. So, all right, so I'm a little bit. So I got the under. I got that in between Paige and Drew, basically. You got kind of, sandwiched. Yeah, I don't have really a good margin for me. So yeah, you got sandwiched, man. You got sandwiched. <laughs> Drew, Drew got the win. Ooh, uh, okay, but I paid like double that. Fifteen G's. Wow. wow okay. Okay. I mean, I think that's what thing. we paid for shortstories.com. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a fantastic domain. I love it. Um, and I think that, you know, when you talk about content creation and creatives, and now you even look, you can dovetail this into an AI conversation about, you know, the ability for AI to create content going forward and stories and movies and shorts and animation and all sorts of stuff. I mean, you know, there's a, that's a, there's a cool, uh, you know, it's just my it's rapid a cool, reaction. It's a cool name. It's a cool name. Yeah, Where'd you buy it and give us some detail? Um, I bought it from the original owner. It was at Netsol. Um, they recently listed it for a price slightly higher than that, and basically negotiated down. That was as low as they would go, and it has 
pretty good stats. Um, and I was borderline, but I decided to pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like that name. I think it's a very cool name. I think it's a very cool name. It's kind of like a masterminds. Um, I'm happy with it. I'm yeah, happy with it. it's a cool name. Yeah, Josh, I, I really like it. The first thing I thought of was Kobe. You know, when he started his second career, it was going to be this concept of storytelling. You know what I mean? Whether it was documentaries or everything he was doing, I just remember hearing him say that. And and the stuff that I'm doing for next year, the future of domains is all about storytelling. So I think I overestimated your uh, desire to be thrifty, um, but great name. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, well, you know, he, he was pot. He, he just told us how he was popping off all these AI sales. So. He had a little. He had a little money burning a hole in his pocket. Money to burn. Now, by one, the... Of the, one of the things. One of the things that I've changed a lot over the last, I would say, two years is that when a name comes up that doesn't come up very often, regardless of whether it's kind of like that mid, that mid to high tier, even even like this type of name, you don't you don't see opportunities to buy them very often. And to be fair, if you want to buy them, most of the time you have to overpay a little bit. Um, I don't actually think I overpaid for this one. I think it's about right, but um, I will overpay for names now um, because they're so hard to get. And if I want to get, if I want to beat, you know, out some of you guys, I, you know, I got, I got to pay more. So I will do it, and uh, it's just, uh, and I think it's worth it. Yeah, oh, great name. All right, good stuff. Drew gets the point. All right, Paige, what about you, man? Buy, sell. Uh, well, about? I'm going to do a buy. The other thing that's changed for me is uh, I bought grandfathers.com. Ooh, oh, in the business these days. Congratulations, man. Wow, uh, congratulations. That's great. So it used to be I showed up in Vegas with the family while everyone else was young, solo, and crazy. And now uh, I'm leading the charge. So I, was, uh, I bought grandfathers.com, the plural. Grandfather. All right. Um. All right. All right. All right. Y'all ready? All right. Flip it. All right, so Josh is at thirty five hundred. I'm at oh, twelve thousand. JT got sandwich again. Four ninety five, and Drew is at fourteen thousand eight ninety five. JT hey. just wants to be the meat and the cheese. <laughs> so I bought this at the NamesCon auction. Okay, and uh, I didn't have a paddle, and I walked in the room, and they were selling StopWorking.com, and I didn't have a paddle, and it was at fifteen hundred, and I'm like, I was just going to bid with my hand. And the only other time I was tempted to do that, this is a long story, but it's worth it, was at an L.A. auction with Drew was the high bidder on Americans.org for like $800 or something. Yeah. And I walked in the room and I'm like, I'm just, just I'm not, you know. <laughs> so anyway. I, so. I bought it. I, did, I that, that, that crazy. But yeah, I, I bought that for like $800. I was like, what? Yeah. It, was a was Latona, it was a Latona auction. And then, uh, uh, and then I sold that to Don Woodring for about five grand, which is already too cheap. But uh, yeah, I bought it for about eight hundred bucks. Sold to Don for uh, five grand. So then I got emotional. I went back and got a 
paddle. So now I'm looking to buy. I'm looking oh. to buy. And I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I dump my girlfriend. I'm going to date another one. So then grandfathers <laughs> came up. And uh, I thought I was the only bit of 1500. There was some, there was some whatever, whatever. It was 2400. So I bought it, won it, and was happy to win it. And uh, oh, you oh, smoked yeah, it. So. Grandfathers.com. So first seniors, Boom. then grandfathers. There you go. Yeah, 2400 bucks. That's <laughs> crazy, man. You know, it's funny coming right after storytellers, too. And I'm like, I under, I underbid. Or, I know. I and I thought I would get grief for the S. And no one brought that up with Josh, too. So I'm glad we're finally not going to give grief to the S. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, we, we talk about it a lot. You know, the S, adding the S changes it from a particular, you know, more of a brand to a, you know, more of a product. But, you know, storytellers and grandfathers, I don't know. I mean, it's not like you're going to go be, try to, you know, it's not like, oh, now it went from, you know, potential big brand to a product that you're going to sell, right? You can't, you're not selling stuff. Yeah, and I'm fortunate that the singular is like a mountain resort. It's like Grandfather Lake somewhere, you know, a established really? company. So it's not, it's not like, another grandfather site so it could be but at least now it's i would have paid more for grandfather than grandfathers but i still like grandfathers just like i like storytellers yeah. a lot you know and story or i can sell clocks all right too so good stuff all right so uh all right so that one went to josh drew's got a point but now drew's got to bring up the next name and if josh gets this point then he's taking home the title so let's see all right i'm going with a buy a lot of buys today everybody's buying Vibration. Tiebreaker is the last one to win wins, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, it's interesting. We've done tiebreakers where we'll bring up another name, you know? So I see you're saying, anyway. you, right. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> way I get Drew, Sorry. You know what? We can do that's that. That's right. For you. you, Paige, that's the deal. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Vibration.com. Vibration.com. I didn't know we bought this. Is that private buy, Drew? Mm-hmm. Look at you trying up. to get deep. The deep, yeah, the deep, as the kids say. Vibration.com. Hmm. All right. Um, all right. I got to participate on this. Let's see. Vibration.com. Rastaman Vibration. All right. I'm ready when you guys are. All right, ready, flip. All right, oh. ooh, okay, I'm low. I'm the low man on to- 7495, page at $13,827. Josh coming in at 47500 I hope we didn't. So, Josh, Josh gets the point, but we, <sighs> but we, were, we were lower than that. We were at 35. Oh, okay. 35. Nice one. Uh, I, uh, I've been on this little kick. I've been uh, trying to teach myself um, uh, quantum physics and uh, watching a bunch of podcasts, reading books, and you know, just YouTube channels and stuff. And it's 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 uh, it's really interesting. Anyways, um, I uh, this all this whole journey started with uh, a quote. I mean, I've I've been fascinated by Nikola Tesla for a very long time. Um, and uh, there's a famous quote from Nikola Tesla that um, if you want to understand the universe, no, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And uh, I uh, that resonates with me, pun intended. And uh, I 
Uh, so anyway, so uh, uh, energy.com is, you know, uh, unobtainable basically without spending an insane amount of money. Frequency.com um, is, I don't I didn't necessarily it, I forget. Yeah, also. I forget what was on that. And then uh, and vibration.com was owned by a, uh, a, a drilling and mining equipment company that they acquired it through a former company acquisition, et cetera. And so I reached out, uh, was basically told, no, we're not interested in selling it. A couple of days later, uh, the actual CEO of the company reached out and was like, actually, you know, because it was some lower person that was like, no, we're not going to sell it. And then the CEO reached out and was like, you know what? I'd be very happy to sell that name. How much you want to pay? And uh, we made a deal and I was quite happy with it. And uh, I uh, very happy with that name. I actually. Well done. Well done. This is, this is going to, this is one of those names that I actually really personally uh, value quite substantially. Well, it's also it's also a good name. You pay you paid under. Great name. You paid yeah. under. You like like yeah. there are multiple investors that would have paid more than that. So oh yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah. you got a great deal. Yeah, it's I a great game. There's a lot of engineers out there. Sure. Sorry. Okay. I think it's the exact way that the industry's changed, Drew, and is that this is not a vibration seismic equipment company buying it for the keyword value. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, yeah. Connotation. Yeah. The emotion, the 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 story for Josh's word that it it becomes and it represents, and then you apply that to some type of high margin business, and yep. all of a sudden you get this combination that's amazing. And then I think of the line from Wall Street: "If you're right, nickels and dimes won't matter." You know what I mean? Yeah, if this exactly. World, you know this stuff that we're doing. You know, we talk about. 10 years from now, someone saying vibration in a world that's completely different, both for physics and domains, it'll yeah. be like you paid what? So, yeah, I really think it speaks to the 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 way the industry's changed. I like it. Boom. And Josh like gets it. the point. So that means that Josh gets the win. And As you Josh gets the swag. I got a domain Sherpa hoodie for you in the closet and i can come and uh, dude just... i would have a whole closet of domain sherba hoodies if you would actually deliver me it's a domain the crib man what, you know what i'm saying <laughs> by the house yeah john I'm, i literally live seven minutes away go, from you you should just go kick his door in and just take I this literally come <laughs> hang out man we'll play some pickleball you know you can show me what, what the rules are you know and uh i'm, I'm like, coming i'm be... coming over soon i'm coming over soon Go man, we'll, I got, we'll I go. Got we'll go hit up fish camp. We'll go hit up fish camp, and then I'll come over your place for a little bit. Have fish, a what's, fish, what's fish camp? What's fish camp? Uh, it's uh, it's a restaurant close close to JT. It's real good. It's got some it's got some great uh, great starters, great desserts. What are we talking about? Is it like seafood? Is it is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's on yeah. it's on the intracoastal. It's beautiful. You know, they got great food. It's like right on the water. And uh, I never got yeah. invited to fish camp. Dude, come on, man. I told you, bring the family. Come visit. I told you, bring the family. And his response was, no way we're coming up there. If we're going to go to Florida, we're going to go to Miami. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, all right, well, fine. You know? And then, it, <laughs> Dude, it's underrated. Like, we're, we're, we're in a good spot. You, have you been here? I hear. I hear it all the time. I, I, I actually would like to, you know, I'd like to come check it out. I, I just, yeah, you let's know. go. We can do a team thing uh, here. We have Chris, come, I, Chris is trying to come visit as well. So let's. Uh, Billy already yeah. is already here. Billy lives here now. Yeah, hey, you guys do a meetup. I'll be there. Let's I want go. North Florida meetup. Boom, I'm there. Oh, Let's go. We know. can do it at the Netsol headquarters. Is that is that technically is that North Florida or is that like Mid Florida? Where, no, no, is that? North what Florida. Is that? Yeah, it's North you're in North Florida. Florida. Okay, yep. all right. So, it's, okay. uh, what's the what's the largest city north of you? 
Jacksonville. Uh, well, Jacksonville technically. Well, that, yeah, yeah, Jacksonville. I think of you. And it would be Savannah. it would be Atlanta. Atlanta. No, Savannah. No, in Florida. In Florida, I'm talking about. No, we're, oh, well, we're at the top of Florida. Like above us is is Georgia. Like we're right on the cusp. Oh, okay. Savannah. Savannah's two hours two hours north. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah. Atlanta is about five hours kind of north and up that way. So, and Orlando is two hours south and down that way, and Miami's five hours all the way straight south. Oh, you can pull from Raleigh, Charlotte. I like it. Regional meetup. I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. We can make it happen. So, it is. It's a hidden gem here. When we moved here, it was the kind of thing where we were just, <laughs> you know, where we didn't even realize how cool it was until we got down here. And then it's like everybody meet, and then Josh shows up, and Billy makes the move. We got some other family and friends who've come here. Let's go. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. Anyway, Man, right. Paige, I just realized I got as, almost as much gray hair in my beard as you do. We've come a long way, man. We've come a long way. <laughs> well, we're going to great. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. We just closed up the domain game. Let's get into a little name jack and a jet, and then we can talk about a few more things before we go. Um, if you guys got the list. Um, so as everybody knows what we do here, um, let's see. So, um, all right. So we got Namejet and a Jet sponsored by Namejet. And that's where we review a list of uh, domains coming up for auction, right? We'll see what the Sherpas like, what they don't like. You can go to DomainSherpa.com. Go to this particular episode's page. You can download the spreadsheet that has the list of domains. It has the Estabot appraisals. It has how many back orders as of the time we record the show. The order by date. These are all expiring domains. So, uh, although you don't necessarily have to have a bid on them, but if you want to make sure that you don't miss them, you know, you probably want to back order them before that back order end date uh, so that you can participate in the auction as well as some other things and some links and all that good stuff. So shout out to our friends at Namejet and uh, let's uh, let's rock and roll and see what you guys think of the list. Since Paige is the uh, is the guest, you know what I'm saying? The special guest. Why don't we let him take the first crack at the list? What do you think, man? What what What's on here that you like? Maybe give us uh, about 15 names, so three or four that you like, one you don't, or whatever. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary. I feel you. I love that one, too. So That's a long dot right. com right there. <laughs> the Raven. That's the first verse of The Raven. I know, I know. Quote The Raven nevermore, man. I, there I you it. go. There we yeah. go. So I, I like, one, I'm a the guy, so I like it. I guess since it was written in 1845, maybe it's not copyrighted or something like that. But oh, okay. uh, I domain. like the Raven, um, but it's but it's probably going to go higher than I want to pay. Mm-hmm. I'm a geo person, so I like Seaside. And I had cross current on my list. I think it's one of those words that at first glance you skip over it. I'm hoping everyone does. But then you kind of start dating it and you start loving it you start realizing what a cross current can be and discussion and you know you kind of you kind of enhance it and stage it so i i wouldn't mind owning crosscurrent.com under two grand uh but okay. i don't think i'll be able to so 
All right. And anything on this list that you would avoid? I think you got to be careful with SarasotaFlorida.com because I can't believe you guys are still using Estebot. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> let's party like it's 2011. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the alternative? And and for what it's worth, we have to we say it on the don't, show. Don't type chatai.com into Estebot. See what you get. Twelve hundred bucks. So. Uh, no, anyway, I know, I know. but I think because so many people search for addresses, the city-state combo shows up with these huge stats. You know what I mean? And sometimes it may not be that. Now, you do have Sarasota Springs, I guess, in New York. So I kind of like it because you could differentiate Saratoga, Florida, I think. Isn't there a Saratoga in Florida? Yeah. So, yeah. But be careful with the Estabot and just no, say, oh, my gosh. It's, what's that? One Sarasota, one Saratoga. Yeah, close enough for a domain. <laughs> Sarasota Springs, Saratoga Springs. Saratoga <laughs> Springs is where they do the uh, racehorses. That's in New York. But This um, won't be the first time that I made a mistake like that. So. But I think the but your point is a good one, right? About the geo stuff. Like you look at first of all, we say it on every show that we mention it. The Estabot appraisals, you take it with a grain of salt. Tough to algorithmically value a domain, right? Domains are snowflakes, and they're ultimately gonna, you know, they're gonna be, they're gonna be valued at what somebody's willing to pay for it. Um, but um, but it is just an extra data point, and you know, people use it. So shout out to them. But um, but yeah, I mean, it does have this big sort of inflated Estabot valuation, which I don't think is realistic. So I don't even think Sarasota.com, let alone SarasotaFlorida.com is going to sit there and get anything close to the appraisal, you know, so that they've got 172 grand or something on there right now. Um, so, you know, that's definitely one of those funky ones, which shows some of the challenges with the algorithm. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I say it all the time, but just to remind people again, literally, I pay zero uh, uh, attention to the valuation that Estebot gives. It is a quick and dirty, easy way to quickly get some of the statistics around the name. Uh, in particular, the really the the only the only to be honest, the only meaningful data point at this state point in time that I get from Estabot is the Overture score, the the uh, 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 TLD score, uh, Overture TLD score, because that tells you at as of 2006, when Overture stopped recording the data, how much type-in traffic a domain got. And if there was, it, it, assuming there was not a active, de- fully developed website on the domain at that point, um, it's a very good indication of what kind of uh, type-in traffic a domain might get. So uh, that's a domains that have any Overture TLD score. Uh, for me, immediately are like a top-line filter of like, ooh, this is an interesting name that I should pay more attention to because if people are typing it in in 2006, there was a reason for for that, right? And either it's a typo of something that was popular or it is a generic name or an acronym that was popular or it was, um, you know, there's there's a reason. Or, or it was a fully developed website and was getting type-in traffic because of the brand recognition. Um, in which case you can discount that because obviously there's no longer a website, but I do like the, uh, that overture score, that OVT score, uh, that, that Estabot gives, uh, I don't even know where you get that these days, uh, other than Estabot, but, um, the search volume is no longer accurate. The CPCs are no longer accurate. 
and the appraisal value is worthless. Um, <laughs> How do you really so, feel? You know, it's great that they're not a sponsor. No, I mean, like really just say what you think, you know, not that well, we would hold they, back otherwise, but, um, Oh, but I think I look, I think that's, that's very important. And I think, I, I mean, you know, you know, I, you know some yeah, of that yeah. is their own fault, but most of it isn't, you know, Google doesn't share that data through APIs anymore. Um, and so the search volume and CPCs are historical. They're not current. And, um, you know, I guess Alexa score is probably right. I'm not sure. I haven't actually checked that. I can't help myself. I got to jump in. Last time I was on Sherpa, Drew, weren't you inventing a domain appraisal tool that would have taken care of all this? And didn't we talk about that for four years or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we we we, we bought uh, valuate.com. We got all the social media yeah. handles. You know, we were, we were uh, I hired this uh, Oxford PhD kid that was, you know, working on it for me. Then I hired this local Portuguese uh, engineer that, that was working on it. And there's just a bunch, you know, I, now, I know, I now, know. It, it's hard. Yeah, now yeah. it can be done. Now it can be <laughs> done. But, but it was, there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of stuff that was just harder to get over than anticipated. Let's say, wow. um, love it. Now it could be done. I just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tired of building tools and to build, I'm tired of building anything to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, I basically love making deals. It's what I'm really good at. Everything else seems like work. Mm-hmm. Well, and that is true. It is a lot of work, you know. That's, Except that's Sherpa, this is fun. Sherpa is actually fun. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's why yeah. we do it, right? Um, all right. So, well, good stuff. I think, uh, yeah, the Raven to me is an, uh, just an awesome name. I mean, coming off of, like, I think yeah. you bring up an interesting point. I don't know the uh, specifics around like you know public domain and Edgar Allan Poe's works and all that stuff. But the uh, uh, but his the stuff's Raven- got to be the public domain at this point, no? Yeah, I think that's. I mean, is, or is somebody going to Google it? Are we asking Chat GPT? Like, where's? Yeah, where's I believe your AI he's assistant? actually from uh rhode island where i'm from i think i believe i believe or actually at least he did a bunch of his writing in providence well he Um, was in maryland and baltimore for a while too i know baltimore mm -hmm. was a big spot for him so is this we're about to go down this rabbit hole right now we're about to you know i want to see what i want to see some more names out of name jet what do you guys got uh let's see Yeah, so who wants to be, go next and start talking about what they like and don't mm-hmm. like? All right. I, I, go ahead, Josh. All right. Um, seaside.org. I, I like that name. Um, I don't think it's... You like it. I don't think it's that valuable, but I like it. Uh, I think I used to own it. Yeah. I, kind of, I feel like that should be your name for some reason. Um, you are, you're, the, you're the sea merchant, man. Um, <laughs> and so I like that name. Um, you know, I, I, I like magician.net, but I just don't like .net. I really don't. Um, I wish I did, but it just sucks. Nobody wants <laughs> it anymore. It's just like, it's got, it's got for every time a new TLD gets hot, .net just falls a little bit further down the packing order, in my opinion. Um, obviously the Raven is a great name. Uh, nzl.com uh, it doesn't have great stats but I'm pretty sure that that's the abbreviation for New Zealand which is kind of cool I guess um, and uh, yeah I mean in terms of ones that we haven't spoken about 
you know, quicklift.com is good. That's a good name. That's a name that I would hey, like. Hey, if you were a Coke dealer, that'd be a great name to put in your business card. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those, it's one of those that actually like that it has multiple uses, right? I mean, I wasn't even thinking about, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that kind of lift, but if yeah. you're, if you're, an, if, you're, if you're looking to put out an energy product product and it's called quick lift, damn, that's yeah. a brand. That's an energy a drive through quick lift. Drive through boob lift. It shows yeah, or oh, quick yeah. lift shows up with the <laughs> nondescript packaging in your mailbox. Quick, you got quick facelift, oh, quick facelift, yeah, go to quick lift. I actually yeah. thought of it like uh, ride sharing. Yeah, know? that's how I thought of it as well. So, and uh, um, that was the last thing, you know, I like, I like that name even more now. There's, there's plenty of uses. <laughs> We're doing it for our energy drink, quick lift. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, quick Drew, lift. Drew, uh, media options newsletter 2013, seaside.org. No way. Is it? Yeah. I knew I'd seen. I knew I'd seen this name. I knew I'd seen this name. I looked in the inventory. But it's it's though. funny because it's it's right next to five of my names I had in your letter that day. So now I'm trying to think who's the person was selling. Yeah, 2013 media option. So uh, I looked at the inventory. We used to own uh, SeasideFlorida.com, and uh, we all we also used to own, or unfortunately, might even still own. Nope, used to own. Iseaside.com. Iseaside.com. Unfortunately, might still own. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Anybody own that name today? Let's see. Iseaside. Uh, so, anyways, I um, yeah. I actually own. I actually own. Seafood, I actually own seafoodmerchant.com. That's that yeah. should be his name. <laughs> I got. I'll bet you a hundred dollars that in five years you're still going to own that. In ten years you're still going to own it. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. real, real quick, uh, Paige, what do you think about .dot nets generally? You know, are you a .dot net guy? Uh, do you have success selling those? Like, I think the hard part is as kind of a falling knife because Verisign still won't sponsor it at all with one dollar of marketing. Where I would be greedy to buy is so far below the person who's held it for 10 years and is saying, I might be willing to sell and I'd be willing to let it go. And they still have a, a 2005 price on it. Um, so for me, I do sell one class of .NET names. Okay. But it's in my cheap range of under a thousand. Um, but yeah, it would have to be like someone just throwing it away and then I might buy it. And then I would probably sell it at wholesale. Don't see yeah. too many retail sales of .NETs. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, at all tracks. <laughs> um, all right, Drew, what about you? You got any names on the list you like, don't like that we haven't talked about? Um, uh, let's see. Hold on. Um, I do like Magician.net, uh, because I'm, you know, self-deprecating. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I love the Raven. Um, let's see. Yeah. We kind of talked in the NZLs, you know, the, the obvious one, you know, Makura.com on there. I, I, I didn't actually check if that means anything, but it's one of those names that it just, if you've been around long enough, you just see a name like that, you know, that it's one of those things that, 
Like someday, you know, it's one of those names that I get hired to go acquire. And you're like, why are you willing to pay $500,000 for that name? You know, or like, you know, even if it's 75,000, it's just. And here's why it's it's because it means somebody. It means pillow in Japanese. And I think it's, yeah. And I think that's a fantastic name because I mean, just. Right now, all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, let's go get it. Let's get that back order in there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, it, it did stand out to me as just one of those words that, whether it was a word or it was just made up, it was like close enough to a bunch of known words that um, made it interesting to me. Um, you know, I, I, I like RainbowFarm.com. I think it's a great little name but you just have to understand who your audience is it's like if you can't buy that for a hundred bucks or less it's not worth buying because the buyer the end user is not paying you more than five five hundred to fifteen hundred you know yeah. maybe twenty five hundred if you i just included it because i know how you much you big. hate the whole idea of rainbows and butterflies so i just included that in there just to trigger you a little bit you know yeah so. but it does actually make you know rainbow farm is kind of a you know, yeah. kind of good little, kind of little, good little name. It's like, you know, oh, my food's organic. It's Rainbow Farm. You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you know what I've done recently on, on names like Rainbow Farm sometimes is I'll buy it and I'll renew it for five years. And I'll just tell myself, I don't want to have to think about it each year. Yeah, I'm buying yeah, yeah, it because yeah, I yeah, think yeah. somebody may come for it in five years. Why yes. not pay the five years? Be completely married to that strategy, not have to worry, you know, and and because otherwise, depending on how you felt that month, I may or may not renew it. So if totally. it, like you say, if you get it for 100, make it 150, lock it in the vault, someone comes at retail, they get it. Yep. Yep. That's it. right. No, I wish I like there was a way to do that with like stocks. Um, <laughs> another, name, another name that I think is... Um, you know, and, and, you know, I guess interesting, um, is, uh, you know, framerate.com. Nobody's mentioned frame rate, but I like yeah, that's that. A good yeah. That's a, that's a good I mean, name. I guess so. Yeah, sure. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. And then a name that I would say, and then a name I would say, I don't love, but I'm trying to figure out like, you know, what about mechanical bull? Can you do, can you do anything with that? No. I mean, yeah, I, I sure. I mean, it's got a it's got a value right it, you know there's there's a home for it it's got a value it's just not going to be high it's low five figures and probably an uphill battle to get that but but it's not a bad little name um the one that i really hate is digital coupons it's like this is the same argument i'm making about ai is like does anybody cut coupons out of a newspaper anymore like aren't all coupons digital at this point you know what i mean like um i i just yeah, digital coupons is is kind of like redundant. It just, especially if you're doing coupons online, digitalcoupons.com. It's just like it's redundant. It, it doesn't if it's anything to do with coupons and it's online, which is obviously the case if it's a domain name, then it's totally redundant and useless. Uh, so I hate that name. That's a that's a name that is. 100% worthless in my opinion. Yeah. That reminds me of one of the first names I ever saw in the industry. It was Cloud Online. 
flat yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sold it. Yeah. I, I think that if you went to coupons.com, you said, hey, guys, do you want digitalcoupons.com for $69? They would be like, no. They wouldn't even reply to your email. Well, I think, um, yeah, I mean, well, now we've we've covered every name on the The only name we didn't mention, uh, actually, there's one or two, but one of them is, uh, what about this misspelling of mafia? M-A-F-Y-A, mafia. I think that your description of the name says everything you need to know. <laughs> it does not pass the uh, the. Radio. It's like even if it was the real word mafia.com, it's like oh oh well, I guess it could be a video game or like oh, I you good. know I don't know it's a book title or I, you know like I, what are you doing with that? Is it, it's a movie? You know what I mean? Like oh, that's going to be my next billion dollar unicorn tech startup, Mafia. Like it's no, developed. No, it's a Maf- it's a fashion mafia. brand. Mafia. What mafia.com? Yeah, but fashion brands, like, unless you're, you know, Hugo Boss, like, they're not paying money for it. You know what I mean? Like, and at first glance, this, at first glance, this is mafia. 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 Yeah, I don't see mafia there. So even if you were reaching for a squad help, brand bucket, whatever, it's mafia. 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 Yeah. Yeah, It's like, yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, that's what I said. I think it's, about as you know lame as it gets on the list but otherwise yeah. some good stuff and i will tell you though um so going through all the right. name jet list. i hold on hold on stop stop one second all right i actually have to put my foot in my mouth i just wanted to double check on digital coupons there is almost seven thousand people a month in the united states alone that search for double uh digital coupons interestingly russia is number two for that search term, weird enough, followed by India a mile away. Um, the, on the long tail, Kroger, supermarket chain, Kroger digital coupons, 124,000 exact match searches per month. 124,000. Uh, CPCs are very low. You know, you're talking about 75, 80 cents, but it's that's not you know it's not, bad. it's not it's not nothing uh so i literally said this domain was worthless uh i do continue to believe this is an incredibly difficult domain to sell but it might have a home it might have some value uh hey, it certainly it's is a, not worth nothing it's not worth uh, nothing quote, i'm not going to tell anybody that they should buy it because i continue to believe it is not a tremendous economic opportunity but it, it, I do stand corrected. There are people stupid enough to search for digital coupons, and there are advertisers willing to buy that stupid search. And um, there appears to be a whole bunch of people that still use the term digital coupons, such as Publix digital coupons with 14,000 searches, Stop and Shop digital coupons with 14,000 searches, Dollar General digital coupons, 25,000, ShopRite digital coupons, 50,000. And as I said, Kroger, <laughs> 125. So anyway, I like um, your first take, Drew, because I like the name. So yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. I'm like, it's only I, when you, want me you to take mute it him? down to zero in the trash can, in the yard sale, out there with a dollar sticker on it, that I think you can slowly, like you did, build up from zero. But you're right. From the private jet level, looking down on it, your, your first take, it sucks. But then yeah. if you actually go to zero and then build it back up, that's where I found yeah. some back. 
Yeah. And so, yep. hey, to quote Braden Pollock, it's not that the domain is worthless. It's just worth less, you know. And uh, also what I find interesting is people who are getting digital coupons for Dollar General or whatever, man, I guess you're trying to get stuff for less than a dollar, you know, which is, uh, you know, that alone is a uh, an accomplishment to be able to buy. You're in my neck of the woods now. Be careful. Less, I know, you know where so. Jacksonville is. OK. okay. <laughs> hey, I'm just this saying is, these days with inflation, there's very little that you can get for less than a dollar. Well, um, you know, listen, I was wearing this cashmere sweater yesterday that I, you know, I bought a Century 21. And for all you that don't know what Century 21 is, you know, it, it, it's literally for me, it's like Disneyland. I love that place. I, I don't care how much money you got. Like you go Century. Well, it is, it's not what it used to be before they went bankrupt. And it was actually really Disneyland. Now it's kind of a shit show. But you used to go in there and it was all the like disregarded fashion, like high end fashion. And on average, it was 90% off. And sometimes you get that stuff and it was 99% off. And I'm telling you, there are almost nothing. There may be very few things that make me happier than like when you go to the checkout, you get a giant shopping cart of stuff with 90 to 90%, 99% off. And you do your checkout. It's like, you know, you spent, I don't know, I spent $1,000 in there. But on the back of your receipt, it says, this is how much you saved. And it's like, you saved $273,000 on your $1,000 purchase. And I'm like, yes. Oh, let's go. Yes. Love it. Um, all right. Well, good stuff. All right. So that's the list. Name Jack going to jet. Um, so let's slide into grand closing. And, uh, you know, we, we teased everybody a little bit before where we were talking about an offline conversation we were having, which was kind of picking up on a conversation you guys started having. 10 years ago. So how do you want to segue into this page? You want to give us an idea of some of the things you're into and up to at the moment, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. What are you doing? What you got going on? Because successful domaining is about waiting for a good offer. uh, I have a lot of time on my hands. So uh, there's too (laughs) many other people bidding up GoDaddy expire auctions that I just don't go there. And I don't understand SEO domains, which is probably half the volume there these days. So um, for me to put a dime into Web3, I had to kind of understand it. So I've been through Ethereum. I've been through Handshake. I've been through Unstoppable. And I worked with a company called Freename the past year, where it's Web3 domains that don't work on the real internet, but you can still own your own TLD. And so I've been doing some work with them, finally met them at the ICANN meeting, where there was a real sea change in the way these blockchain domains are being perceived. And so that's made me a better domainer because to understand web three you have to understand what you have in web two and mm-hmm. and and it's critical thinking to say how can i it's not one or the other so it's it's helped me be a better web two domainer to understand web three and i think the future of domains that's what i'm kind of calling next year i'm going to speak about it at domainer expo in vegas is going to be borrowing some of these reasons that 20 million domains were sold that don't resolve on the existing internet how bad is our product of these new GTLDs where you can have names that don't even resolve and 20 million people bought them because of identity, emotional connection, the way they were marketed? And somewhere between those two is going to be my 2024. So that's that's what I've been doing. But when I talked to Drew at the beginning, too, I said, I'm too lazy to outbound, so I can't do that. I don't have enough money to buy OneWord.coms, 
So the only thing left from back in the day was fractionalization, securitization, creating markets for slivers or shards of domain names. And I've worked all year since you guys came out with uh, with uh, the the rally. the rally road one to try to come up with a solution where your shares would be liquid right away. And I can't find one, so we're going to do one a little different with crowdfunding. And that's when we started talking about the fractionalizing of these domain names, and and that's that was our old school topic. So there's a a long segue. Yeah, no, I dig it, man. I dig it. So. Yeah, I mean, just to add color, you know, Paige and I, and Billy, if you could find it, go back and find the clip, you know, of Paige and I, it's probably multiple, uh, discussing the idea of fractional domain probably 10 years ago, um, maybe even more. (laughs) Um, uh, And, uh, you know, not a lot has been done since then. Uh, But as Paige said, you know, we did, uh, we launched two deals on Rally Road. Uh, and, uh, I think, you know, uh, we are going to most likely have some really, you know, two directions.com hotspot.com. Didn't we do the, the bucket, the, the, some three letters. No, we never did that. We, we planned to, did did, Uh, I don't think we did it. We we planned to, they were meant to, um, there were, uh, there were some hiccups with the sec that are not, you know, uh, uh, not around domain names, just more generally with, with, with rally. Um, um, and then, you know, that's all, uh, uh, result. Uh, it wasn't even a big problem, but, but it just caused them to stop the process. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, anyways, uh, I think we have some really exciting stuff that we will launch on that front in a more interactive, integrated way. Um, you know, in the coming year. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited for anybody that's, that's, you know, looking at it this way, because I, I really believe much like I did a decade ago that the, that, you know, this is the way forward to growing the pie. This is one of the ways forward to growing the pie. I think, you know, lease with an option to buy, uh, 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 you know, marketplace and, uh, fractional ownership to, you know, help carry these names um, is uh, is what will lead this to being a actual asset class. Uh, you know, as fringe as it may be, a recognized asset class, one that can be lent against. You know, if you have uh, the ability to mark to market and say, "Oh, this domain has twelve hundred investors in it, and this is the price that the market is pricing it at." That allows you and it allows banks and insurance companies to get comfortable with assigning a value to a domain name because it's, a, it's an open, fully secured, uh, uh, regulated uh, uh, equities market for these domain names. And it's a true mark-to-market valuation. And uh, uh, I think that's going to have big implications to the future domains. So I think it's really cool and I'm excited to see what you guys do. Um you know, I think all of this is uh, every initiative in that in that front is is positive momentum. Yeah, and a lot of this comes from the work I'm doing with my daughter. My daughter's 22. She's uh, does uh, microbiology during the day, and her and I are working on a project for .cfd, which has been rebranded as Clothing Fashion Design. And I'm kind of teaching her domains, but more importantly, I'm saying. How does this sound to you? How did domain sound to you? What do you hear? 
And what she hears is, yeah, don't tell me what to do, and this is boring, and I don't need them. And we've got to admit that if we're going to connect with those two generations that miss domain names, that don't know what type in traffic is, don't remember the business.com sale. But the reason I bring it up is because the idea of owning shares of really good domains, Julie doesn't want to own crap domains. If I tell her to go to expired domains and buy the 100 millionth best.com and wait yeah. three years and hope for an afternoon sale, why? Yeah. she's like, why? I want to own the best. So, totally. you know, should she go to a new G that may or, even the stuff we're doing with CFD has to do with community, but it was appealing to her, Drew. And that's why I thought, you know, this, it does make sense that they're going to want to buy the best. And Listen, you tell there them, is like, at all. that's okay. I can own part. There's a, there's a, there's roughly a billion dollars being spent every single year buying, uh, uh, what, you know, Rick Schwartz affectionately refers to as pigeon shit. And, pigeon um, shit. you know, it, it's exactly what you're saying. You know, look, we here on Domain Sherpa, right? Our objective is grow the pie. That, that, that's our motto, right? And so we are out here trying to educate people, trying to get people excited, trying to make it look fun, trying to just, you know, let people know what this opportunity is, how to maybe think about it and how to get into it. But the reality is, is let's just say that we're really successful in that mission. And every month there's, I don't know, a hundred people that enter the domain space and say, I'm going to take my roll of the dice the success rate is going to be like 1% because they're going to go buy a bunch of garbage. They're going to sit on that garbage for some period of time. None of it or very little of it will sell. And so they go, oh, this is this was a fraud. This was a scam. This doesn't work. This is, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's no, you know, this was a business for somebody who got into it in the 90s. All the stuff that we hear. And so what there needs to be, because I fundamentally believe that we are still in the early innings, I fundamentally believe that the transition from physical commercial real estate to digital commercial real estate is now under full swing, and that we are literally in that flux period, which is probably a three to four year period, and coming out the other side of it is when we really start to see true appreciation, true value of these domains being appreciated. And in order to get through to that other side, we need to present opportunities to new entrants. And so the only new entrants we've had over the last two decades was huge private equity investors that understood the opportunity came in and consolidated portfolios, whether that was through GoDaddy or through you know other private deals or what have you. That was the only way to play the game was huge capital, private equity coming in and consolidating portfolios because they wanted to front run and they understood the opportunity. Great. That's all. But for the average Joe to come in and say, I want to participate in this game. You got to go play, you know, you know, you got to go play the bingo card. And that's not a great way to get started today. But if you can come in and say, Oh, I'm going to buy a share of hotspot.com. And uh, whatever the valuation is right now, it's way too low in my personal opinion, even though I am clearly biased and own a large portion of hotspot.com and continuously buy shares on the open market on a regular basis because I fundamentally believe that valuation is much higher than what it's trading for. Uh, and I'm going to step in as your anybody. attorney and say this is not security advice. Thank you. Yes, I was actually waiting for whatsoever. there. I was waiting for him to take a breath so that I could actually jump in and say that and say, hey, to be very clear to the audience out here, none of this is financial advice. 
He's just sharing with you his, some of his opinions in his own journey. But obviously, like, he's not telling you to go out and buy shares of Hotspot. But do your All own research. All that is true, but I don't think that I'm overstepping you here in any way. I'm literally saying, in my opinion, this is a domain that I own that yeah, is available funny, in the but, open market. But also just throwing it out there, not financial advice. I'm just trying to highlight the discrepancy between I'm going to go buy XYZ dog blah, 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 dot, yeah. whatever. Okay. Well, I that think because exactly, because is- real quick, real quick, right? And because a couple of things, you know, people that are going to come into the space and they've got a limited amount of money that they want to be able to invest in domain names, right? And it's like, that mm-hmm. sounds great. I'm in. This sounds cool. You guys seem to be having a lot of fun. I, I'm on the internet all the time. I get it cool. Like I'm going to go buy some names. And then it's like, now I got to go sell those names. Right. And this goes back to exactly what literally we opened the show with Paige talking about, about the tale. Braden talks about this on shows. You guys all discussed, like the people who've been in this space for a long time. It's like, you know, it's five years to sell a domain name. You know what I mean? You're not going to flip unless you're looking to do a quick flip, you know, but to be able to, to sustainably invest in domains, you need to be able to do this over a period of time where you can build an inventory, sell for the kind of prices to justify the amount of money that you're investing, not just when you buy the names, but when you renew the domains and everything else. So it's like, you know, that's tough. You know, that's why a lot of people who come in, spend some money, get some names, their shit names. Like think about the clubhouse people who all came in and bought a bunch of garbage that were convinced to go buy a bunch of dot club domains and then lost all their money. And then, you know, and as we were trying to explain to them how this thing actually works, we were told, Oh, y'all are hating on our vibe. You're just hating us. Cause we're, we're out here like making things happen, you know, and all that other bullshit. But it's like, no, look to, to, to become an actual successful domain investor, right? It, it's a long tail. Like you've got to be willing to wait. You've got to be patient. You've got to be smart. You've got to be analytical but you know we can by introducing the idea of fractional ownership around really good quality d- digital assets well now you're taking out all the you know a lot of the, the the pain points the struggle you know you let people dive in and immediately participate in some of the best digital assets that are out there and it's like that's there's you know I mean, we think there's real opportunity there that's why we're doing this so anyway but yeah man but uh yeah, obviously I, I couldn't agree more so uh page i wanted to drill down on one more thing you said, uh, hold on. I just lost my train of thought. Um, uh, Drew's like, I wasn't three, talking, therefore I forgot. What domain or expo, see in Vegas. Uh, oh, oh, so, okay. so on the web three front. Okay. So, so I've gone, I've, you know, I've had a, I've had my own personal roller coaster with this. You know, I, I yep. invested into, um, uh, dot ETH domains back in 2015, when they first launched, 14 or 15, whenever that was, that they first launched, I was probably one of the first 50 people to ever own one. I, I bought like a thousand of them right out of the gate, you know, and I was thinking about it as like, oh, this is a hedge to, you know, the current internet, this decentralized internet, which I'm a huge proponent of decentralization, uh, you know, generally speaking. And so I thought, oh, wow, great. Not only is this, you know, really potentially cool for humanity, but uh, potentially a great opportunity as we maybe transition from this legacy internet to this decentralized internet. Okay. That was phase one. Phase two, uh, 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 unstoppable domains, uh, launches. I read an article about it. I reach out. I'm like, yo, I want to invest in your company. Um, you know, I, I know a thing or two about the web two domains. I might be able to, you know, help you guys think about web three. And so I invested into them. I was an advisor. Um, then, you know, handshake launches and I, I invested into a ton of, of, of you know, I, I don't even know, hundreds or thousands maybe of the handshake TLDs. And, uh, you know, all that was, you know, fine and dandy. And I've, you know, sort of ridden that wave. And as that evolved, you know, I did a lot of my own um, 
thinking around the subject and thinking about, you know, extrapolating this out a decade and what does that mean? And are these ever going to be able to resolve? And, you know, okay. Uh, I, you know, just, you know, side note, no, I don't believe they will ever, ever resolve on any mainstream browser, uh, ever, uh, for a whole variety of reasons. Um, and I'm quite confident in that assessment. Um, and so, um, where does that leave you? And it's like, okay, well, there's still value potentially there because you have, you know, wallet names. I mean, anybody that has played around with crypto, like these wallet names are just like IP addresses. Nobody's going to remember it. And so uh, you need a human readable address for your wallet. And that has value. There's the potential for sort of an identity type of product, um, similar to like what an NFT is, that um, is representative of these Web3 domains. And there's value there. Um, but there is this strange thing that I can't get over, which is, you know, there's nothing stopping anybody. You just name it yourself. You know, I just named three companies that I invested in. There's three more that you're, you know, participating in, in various ways. There's an endless number of possibilities of companies to launch these things. There's nothing preventing all of them from launching the same strings. People are going to shout, that's not fair, and da-da-da-da, and we've got some of that going on. But at the end of the day, it is perfectly fair. It doesn't matter. Just because you were first means nothing. The United States Patent and Trademark Office isn't a, willing to give anybody a trademark on these TLDs. And so it's a wild west, and will continue to be a wild west. And if, from my perspective, I just don't know how that resolves itself without a centralized body that says, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. There needs to be either an economical mechanism or a centralized mechanism that arbitrates this. And so my conclusion that I've arrived at is that for the time being, uh, these have very little to no value. And but only because of the inability to arbitrate who gets to launch what TLD. And now you've got some interesting stuff. Unstoppable is now launching a, uh, uh, which again, I am an investor of, uh, but um, I, they're launching this, you know, web three slash web two registrar type of product. Right. And you've got D three. Is it uh, uh, D three, which I also just invested in. They're launching a, 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 a sort of registry uh, product with some other things uh, that, that are going to happen. In I'm there. with you. Exciting stuff. You got um, uh, who are the guys at uh, D3 DNS or three? Uh, uh, Andrew Alama just interviewed uh, them. Uh, uh, three something. Three. And yeah, we just D launched Web United, which will take a whole TLD and put it on Web3. And the same person who owns the Web2 can buy the Web3 at their registrar. That's Web United. Okay. So all of these things. And it's three are DNS. Super. Interesting, yeah, three DNS. So, so there's, there's, there is a convergence happening. My interpretation of it is that the Web three people are realizing there's no there there, and they're basically saying, okay, how do we use these tools and these innovative products that we've created for the Web three space and apply that to the Web two domains? Because the Web two domains, in my opinion, are really the only, uh, let's say true asset class the other everything else is sort of a, a, a utility or a feature um and so I, I like the idea of pairing the web 2 and the web 3 i don't like web 3 on its own you know on its own but 
Should that I jump is in? that. Yeah, yeah. So that was sort of the summary of the of the roller coaster that I've been on, which was lots of ups and then eventually this moment of seeming clarity. Where am I? What am I missing? What? what, what how do you? You see you have accurately surmised the exact current state, looking backward of what's happened. And if you're looking at Web three for liquidity, quality, top of the food chain, it's not that. Yeah. So yes, you're right, and that's why I said at Namescon. But for me, take the top million domains, put them on the side, the ones you deal with. Okay, that's its own market that has value. Okay. In Web3, it's not going to be ruled by edict that ICANN is going to give out TLDs, and then those companies that, that learn that process get the TLD, and then they build their business. I'm okay with the market-based system that says I own .v, and if someone else comes out with .v, I've got to be the best .v out there. And I'm counting on Freename and their technology partners and their 26 employees, and they raised money last year in a down market to be able to give me the tools to build my .v. It's my .v. But I'm not talking about owning a domain name anymore. I'm talking about owning a TLD. And if I can build community, and if I can build value for my registrants, I get this decentralized network of people coming together mm -hmm. in a TLD to each own their own website. And I don't mm -hmm. have to wait three years and pay ICANN a half a million bucks and offer through every registrar. So there's kind of a rebellion. There's kind of a you're not the boss of me. But in this quiet time, when you don't have the liquidity of ETH's airdrop, you don't have the liquidity of unstoppable spending tens of millions you know, on marketing, it's kind of like what's being built now. And, and, and the reason I look at Web3 a little differently is I've always wanted to own my own TLD. I tried through ICANN. I tried for .kids, paid them 50 grand, didn't get it. I don't want to wait three years. I want to be in business tomorrow with .v. You know what I mean? So you tell me it doesn't resolve on the internet, I say fine. Because any new TLD that comes out has to build its own market anyway. Or else, how's the registrar going to market 3,000 TLDs? So here's what I'll finish with. As I long as I have to build my own demand, I can build demand to download the plugin. People aren't afraid to download little apps and plugins and extensions anymore. And the fact that we're on three browsers now, we'll be on more later. I'm looking in the future and saying this is a reasonable speculation for me to own my own TLD. And that's why I'm doing it. So I believe in everything you just said. That was the reason I got excited about Web3 in the first place, Web3 domains. Uh, all of the same reasons. I The idea of owning my own TLD was like I was jumping out of bed in the morning like, yo, I need to go get more of these things, more of these things, get more of these things. Here's the, 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 there's a couple of conundrums that, that were dead ends for me. And here's one that applies to what you just said that, that, that there are others, but let, I'm going to focus on this one. Let's use the wallet identification utility. Okay. So you've got, let's use your dot B and I've got, let's say it's Drew dot B. Okay. And I'm like, uh, you know, hey, Paige, uh, send me some crypto, whether that's ETH or Solana, whatever it might be, and send it to Drew.V. Okay, great. Now, Josh owns .V on, uh, you know, let's say my .V is on free name. I got Drew.V and it's on the free name, you know, network. Uh, Josh's got Drew, uh, .V on the handshake network. 
and JT is going to send some money. He's going to send one ETH, one whatever, any unit, okay? How does my wallet know which dot B to send it to? And then even more important, because that's a marketing deal, basically, right? That's business development. That's like, oh, okay, so free name, took some of that money. They went out, they got, let's call it MetaMask. And they said, okay, MetaMask, when somebody sends money to dot, a dot V handle, a dot V domain name, you're going to send it through the free name network and not the HNS network, okay? And that's all well and good. But the average Joe user doesn't have a freaking clue about what's going on behind the scenes and where uh, this money is going to be routed by the wallet, okay? you got to have at least some delimited degree of technical knowledge to know that, you know, I can change, uh, seemingly, uh, how this money gets routed, this crypto gets routed through my wallet. I can change the network. You can do that right now on MetaMask. I can be utilizing the Ethereum network, or there's other test networks that I can use, there's other, you know, hard nets that I can use. And all of that changes where that data, that packet, that money arrives. And so um, how do you solve that problem? How do you solve the, hey, JT, send me one E for, you know, dinner last night. Send it to Drew.V. And JT said, oh, okay. And then I don't know what wallet he uses. I don't know which, you know, network his wallet routes through. So is Josh going to get that money or am I going to get that money? You know, we don't know until it's too late. And so that's one of the conundrums. You you have that in crypto. I could be sending you money on Polygon, Ethereum, Binance. And I guess what I'm saying is you're concerned about the public and I totally understand. But don't have a wallet if you don't know how to use it. And most people don't. And I would never send crypto to a domain name. I think it's the illusion that that's a use case for these domain names that was important. Uh, I don't think uh, anyone is actually doing it because if I'm going to send, oh, money, I disagree. I, I think that it's way possible. Seriously, Drew. Seriously, my opinion, it is the single greatest use case of Web three domain names. And I understand, and that's because you're looking at it now, and you're looking at current, and you're trying to hold on to something that's for certain. You know what I mean? And that's what that's all there is. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't buy a Web3 domain name just for that single use. I just wouldn't. But if you think about the future, there's a subset of people that own wallets. There's a subset of people that this is for. And it's not going to come out of the blocks, just like the domain name system didn't come out of the blocks in 1992 with the, the responsibility to work in every case for every person out there, no matter what they thought. I totally understand what you're saying. There will be conflict. There will be collision. It'll be managed. The bad companies will go away. The better companies will stay. It'll be like most other businesses. It won't be the edict of being given a monopoly by ICANN. And that might be your cup of tea or it might not. But most Mm -hmm. of the people that are investing in it, it doesn't have a lot in common with Web2. It just doesn't. It's Mm -hmm. different. Um, and there, and the Web three world isn't going to come back in and care what me as a sixty year old white guy thinks. You know what I mean? They're going to go ahead and they're going to go straight to what they're doing. And I guess that's what I had to tell people that I can is you can't jump up and say I don't understand, so it better stop. 
it's going to keep going. So that's the only encouragement I'd give you is it's going to yeah. keep going. It may not be your thing. Um, you know, the ones you've uh, been I, in have had their time. They've had their ups. They've had their downs. We'll see what happens in the next couple of years. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I, hey, look, I think very good points on both sides. I think Drew's a little bit more bearish. I think for Paige, I think kind of what I said earlier when, uh, you know, Drew insulted me, if you guys remember when that happened early at the beginning of the show, which feels like three hours ago. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, um, but I think it's, it's that the unknown, right? You're investing in the idea that, look, you've got smart people, you've got interesting tech, you've got, you know, maybe, you know, the use cases are not completely mapped out or exactly how it's going to go. You know, you know, it's, it's speculative, right? But there is, you know, there's definitely activity, there's money and there's, you know, and it is into the future. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Well, I know? hate that we haven't included Josh in this, but I'm gonna. I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening, guys. My my. You're opinion. you're like the jury, but uh, well, exactly. I, He's I, the guy we got to convince. He's about to now, do like the voice, you know, where he's going to spin yeah. around and be like, "All right, I've I've listened to both sides, and my decision right. is as follows." Um, I'm, I appreciate. I'm just as ingrained in the Web three stuff as 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 you guys are, as you know, and. Uh, uh, my concern is is it's not about it's not about the everyday entrepreneur. It's not about the guys that make our living on the internet. It's about the guys that if I step out of my house and walk down the street and talk to them, what are they capable of doing? And um, I'm very skeptical skeptical about their ability to do anything. To be quite. <laughs> hey, as we say on the show all the time, you think about how hey, dumb the average note. person is, and yeah, but, but half the people we, are dumber than that. Where we can at least hopefully agree. Yeah. is there was liquidity and there was direction at different times in all three of those platforms you just mentioned. And we Agreed. don't have that in domains, okay? ICANN has no idea why people own domains. The registrars have no idea who their customers are, okay? Yeah. And you had stuff come along that offered these three benefits, community, identity, and liquidity and direction, okay? And we got a glimpse of what could happen if we ever got domains, Drew, where you and I both think they should be. And that's why I love the yeah. new Sherpa, the idea that we're going to work on growing the pie. What's that phrase? If a flower dies in the garden or something, you don't fix the flower. You fix the you environment. Fix the surroundings. The you fix the surroundings. In, you know? yes. And, yes. and I think that's yes. the type yes. of thing you're because, trying to go for. So Because one, one, thing, one thing that I massively, massively agree with on what you're talking about, Paige, and I always have, is that, the liquidity around domains should be far greater than what it is. Uh, you know, having seen what we we saw and we continue to see around ENS and NFTs and that just the influx of, in you know, curious investors. Let's just call them curious investors or DGENs, whatever you want to call them, you know. Our industry is perfect for those type of people but they struggle to get in for one reason or another um, yeah. and i think that it is up to the people in our industry to give them the opportunity to get in and i've definitely i've i you know i've tried here and there but the problem is is do I really want them? I, I don't really care. I could just sit here and do nothing and continue to make money. You know, like it would be nice, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Is basically is basically <laughs> the way. You know, 
<laughs> I mean, that's the show true. on the show here. Unless, unless, unless I'm having a, a shit ton of fun doing it, which is also possible. It is possible, but I don't see the clear path. I know there is one, but I don't see it. And if I did and I could have fun doing it, I'm sure that there is a great opportunity to bring a lot more people into this space, which is goes back to what you're both saying. And that's essentially growing the pie. Yeah. And this goes back to what you, the point you made about NFTs, you know, Web3 domains. What was super exciting and awesome about the big Web3 wave was just how, you know, accessible, easy, liquid, you know, yeah, some of the tech was clunky, MetaMask, wallets, all this kind of stuff, like, you know, the scams and all the different bullshit that you got to be careful about with your wallets and all that stuff. But, you know, but just the, the ability to simply list, buy and own and control immediately, right? And that's always been a big problem with domains is like, you know, yep. we've got, you know. You've got delays and waiting periods and things and, you know, and oh, you, you change your account information. That domain is now locked for 60 days. Yeah. And, you in, know, in my opinion, yeah. where this in a perfect world where this all ends up is I can get this shit together, understands that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, which is, you know, pigs are going to fly before this happens. But like they mm-hmm. would understand that the EPP system is uh, uh, inadequate, antiquated. And that there is an architecture, there is a technological architecture from the Web3 space that can and should, if ICANN was actually there for the benefit of uh, uh, internet owners and users, um, a lot of ifs. Though. They would implement that that architecture. Yeah, it would I mean, allow it, doesn't, for, it doesn't have to yeah. be decentralized. It just needs to be like a dynamic ledger type technology. Well, uh, technically, I can't actually, I mean, you know, again, you know, with the nuance, but like, you know, technically, uh, I can is somewhat centralized. In fact, I would argue that, um, uh, you know, the legacy uh, DNS uh, with, you know, 11 core servers and uh, distributed, you know, all over the world um, is probably the second most decentralized network on planet earth and so yeah uh i would say it's far more decentralized than ethereum is for example uh and more secure so um i you know it's not it's not you know i web two domains are the, the the network i know because it's slow and it's boring and it's you know the architecture is inadequate it is poo pooed by you know the crypto enthusiasts um, of which I am one, but, um, well, Bitcoin enthusiast, uh, but, um, <laughs> Bitcoin maximalist, uh, you know, yeah, and Drew, the, Drew, the, sorry, history, history has not been written. The future has not been written. It, 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 there is a world in which that architecture gets applied to the web two domain space. And, uh, we are often running with some really powerful, uh, assets, uh, mm-hmm. that have a whole new, functionality yeah i don't mind that there's a public route with accountability it's a hybrid route the auth code acts like a blockchain but if you get screwed you can call your registrar that's why i call it a hybrid route no web3 company is launching on a web3 domain name they're launching on a web2 domain because the public route is slow moving fair for everybody and I like that ICANN has shepherded for the past 25 years. I have 20,000 domains on that route. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. But so I like it that it's slow moving. It does all those things. But at the same point, 
now that the the world of domains has grown above it, they shouldn't be able to maybe dictate, let innovation happen other places like what you're talking about. So I'm glad that there is a public route. I, I am. I'm a public route maximalist. But to put a little bit in Web3, I had to understand as much as I could about it. So it's been interesting. And it's made me a better domain investor in Web2. Yeah. yeah, I love that. All right. And I think that's a great point and a great time for us to, to stop. We're running way up on time, but I think this was fantastic. We talked yeah, a lot great of big show. brain stuff. This was awesome, Paige. Thank you so much. Looking forward to the Thanks, next man. time totally. that you're on. Great Definitely to see you, Josh, Drew. This long. Um, Thank you for coming uh, back on. Great to have you back. And yeah, this, this was, was a, This was a phenomenal show. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think oh, we'll see what the audience says. Let <laughs> us know. Comment. <laughs> Well, if hey, like, if anybody in the audience, if anyone in the audience is unhappy with this show, please let me know, and we will get you a refund of what you paid immediately. <laughs> um, so just let us know; we will handle that asap. Um, but no, <laughs> but just to close it out, I think it's fantastic talking about all the different pieces. Um, and uh, you know, to your point, the fact that you've got the Web three company still utilizing the Web two domains, um, you know, key key point. You know, but the future is going to be interesting for sure so all right well good yeah. stuff thank you so much Paige, josh drew as always you guys awesome uh and to the audience like we say on every show thank you for tuning in without you there is no us we appreciate y'all and uh you know hit us back with some feedback we're not hard to find and uh you know we'll do what we do and uh otherwise we'll if see you're watching you. this on youtube hit like smash up that like button share with your friends grow the pie with us yeah, and hit subscribe go. Hit subscribe. Let's go smash that subscribe button. And uh, But thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you all next time here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Peace out, y'all.